Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tuttle, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. Indians of the Sioux Nation were on the warpath. Scattered bands of painted savages spread over wide areas, making war on white men wherever they were found. There they come. Give us the word. Went open fire. Save your shooting till they're close. We can't waste ammunition. We're out number ten to one. We got no chance against those redskins. Keep low behind the wagons and go down fighting. Open fire. Even the people in the villages were at the mercy of the red marauders. It's a fire! And there's another! Indians, I see them. They're shooting fire arrows. We can't escape. We gotta fight. Here come the redskins. They're charging. Open fire! (laughs) 
In one part of the country, a small band of the Sioux had been exceptionally brutal and ruthless. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had been following this band for two days. As the trail neared the overland route, now being traversed by westward-moving caravans, it suddenly dissolved. This seemed to indicate that the band of Indians had broken up and scattered. Here's where the band broke up, Tonto. See the tracks leading in many directions. Ah, and that not good, Kimasabi. Them do that, so no one follow trail. Means they're getting ready to make trouble. They may have discovered that we've been following them. Not right. We be mighty careful now, Kimasabi. Maybe we ride into ambush. Yes, that's possible. However, we're nearing the Overland Trail. They may be planning trouble there. And what we do? We're not many miles from Fort Laramie. I think we should ride there at once and notify the garrison commander. He'll throw out a scout detachment to keep an eye on their activities. Easy, Silver. Steady, be close. Easy, good. Come on, Silver. Come up, scout. They had ridden but a short distance when they topped a ridge that overlooked the big trail, and the Lone Ranger drew in his mount. The wagon train down there, Toto. The Indians must have seen it. They're waiting for the chance to raid it. That's right. But, Kimasabi, why wagon stop? Ordinarily, I'd assume the travelers had seen the Indians. They're getting ready to make a stand. But the wagons aren't drawn up in defense formation. That's right. Wagons scattered. Not close together. Well, I can't figure it out. We'd better ride down there and warn the pilgrims. Montilde! Enough stop! Meanwhile, in the wagon camp, there was an air of festivity. The men of the wagon train were gathered about the big wagon boss, Butch Wagner, shaking his hand and slapping his broad shoulders, while a little man named Titus Ames looked on with hearty approval. Yeah, this is a big surprise, Butch. When did you decide to get married? Well, when Julie Ames said she'd have me. That was a couple hours ago. So we're not wasting any time, are we, Butch? You bet we're not, Mr. Ames. I don't want Julie to change her mind. Well, congratulations to you, Butch. You're getting a mighty fine girl. Yes, that's right. And Julie's getting a good husband. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Here comes the parson. Oh, yeah. uh, folks, I'm, I'm ready to perform the ceremony anytime the young couple's ready. Well, where's Julie? She's with her mother back in our wagon, getting fixed up in a wedding finery. Will you go tell her I'm ready, Mr. Ames? Uh, yes, parson, in just a minute or so. Uh, uh, Butch, could I talk to you private for a moment? Why, sure, Mr. Ames. Uh, you'll excuse me a minute, parson. I want to talk to my father-in-law. Yes, of course. Uh, what is it about, Mr. Ames? Well, it's about those notes you hold against me, Butch. Oh, yes, those notes. Well, I was going to get around to them right after the ceremony. I've got them right here with me. I, uh, I don't want to push you, but you promised you'd cancel them if you married Julie, and I just thought I'd remind you. Oh, I'm glad you did, Mr. Ames. Ah, here they are. All right, you take them. They're marked paid in full. Well, now, that's mighty fine of you, Butch. It sure is. It'll make it a lot easier for me to get started in business again. Oh, forget it. I'm glad to cancel them. And now you go tell Julie the parson's waiting. I'll go get her and her mother. I'll be back in a few minutes, Butch. Here comes your father, Julie. I'm ready to go, Mama. Go 
come with me, please. I think it's a shame. What you crying about, Julie? You know why she's weeping, tired of saying. Now, Mom, let's argue no more about it. I'll say what I please, Julie, and I say it's a shame and a sin. A sin? What's sinful about a girl getting married? Dad, you know I don't love Butch. He knows it, too. Well, you'll learn to love him, Julie. He's strong and healthy, and he'll be good to you. Yes. Yes, he'll be good to me, I believe. But I promised Ross I'd wait for him. And I love Ross. A young upstart like you don't know the meaning of love. And furthermore, Ross Davis is an old good scallywag. Why, he disappeared more than two years ago, and you've not heard a word from him. You mean you ran him off? He said he'd come back to me when he made enough money to buy me. Like Butch Wagner's going to do. What are you talking about, you You know what she's talking about, Titus. I'll bet you've got those cancelled notes in your pocket this very minute. Oh, nonsense. Now the parson and the folks are all waiting. Come on, Mom. Let's get it over with. Now you're talking sense. And dab your eyes. You don't want folks to see that you've been crying. Looks like she's been crying. Oh, brides often cry. My wife did, too. Yeah, well, I don't blame her, and that's right. But we haven't kept you folks waiting too long. You know how women are. They take a lot of time getting their finery on. <laughs> Julie, you sure look mighty pretty. About the prettiest girl I ever laid eyes on. I'm ready for the ceremony, Butch. You may tell the parson. Julie, maybe you don't love me now, but, but I'm going to try mighty hard to be a good husband. I, I know you will. The parson's ready. Now, uh, if the couple will face me. Yeah, like that now. Hey, look yonder! It's a masked man and an engine. Now, what are they riding in here for? I don't know, Titus, but I'll find out. Cover the men. Hold up the proceedings, Parson, till I find out what this is all about. Of course. I see we've interrupted a wedding ceremony. I'm sorry, but I want to warn you it's that... It's a wedding, all right, and you're not invited. We don't want a masked man here. Take off the mask. Who are you? Why'd you come here? Who's the boss of this wagon train? I am. What do you want? Todd and I rode in here to warn you against an Indian attack. The Lone Ranger quickly told how he and Tonto had followed the band of Sioux from the Smoky Hill River and how he suspected they intended to attack the train. You'd better be on guard. There aren't many of you, and if you're taken by surprise, you'll have trouble. That's right. Many Indians in party. We haven't seen an Indian since we headed west. We were told at Leavenworth there wasn't been any trouble recently on this route. I can understand that. But I told you, this party of Sioux has moved up from the Smoky Hill River. Otto and I have been trailing them. And when you ride out of here, who will you be trailing? Yeah. We're headed for Fort Laramie to warn the garrison commander. But before he can send a scouting party here, you may be attacked. If you're ready for it, you can hold out. If you're not, I don't... Whoever rode into Fort Laramie with that mask on, I know what would happen to you. You and that engine get moving out of here, or we'll take a look under that mask ourselves. Very well. Now get going. Monsilver! Get him up to town. I'd like to know what that pair's up to. It's for no good. There's something seems familiar about them. Just can't say how. You mean you've seen them before, Parson? No, I never saw them before, I'm sure of that. But he called the Indian Tonto, his horse Silver. Somewhere... Sometime I've heard something about them. Well, now, maybe they're outlaws. They must be. He was wearing a mask, 
Well, now, Parson, let's get on with the wet. Yes. Yes, and then perhaps it might be wise to get the wagons moving again. That man may have been telling the truth. Hey, where's Julie? Julie? Why, she was here a few minutes ago. I don't see her now. Maybe she went back to the wagon when the masked man and the engine rode in. Oh, Julie's mighty upset right now. I know she is. Molly, you go get her. Tell her they're gone. A few minutes later, the mystified pilgrim saw Molly Ames returning from the wagon. But she was alone. Julie's not with her, Parson. So I see. Maybe she's ill, Butch. Where is she, Molly? Where's Titus? Titus? Why, I thought he went looking for Julie. Where is she, Molly? She's not in our wagon or any of the others. Oh, she must be in one of them, Mrs. Ames. No, she's not. Oh, here comes Titus. Uh, did you find her, Molly? No, Titus. Didn't you? Well, I wasn't looking for her. I just happened to remember I'd left the saddle on my mare. I went to take it off, but she's gone. You say your saddle mare's gone? Yes, yeah, she is. That masked man and engine must have a confederate when, 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 and who stole her when we was talking to her. I might have known they were up to trip. I think you're both wrong. No one stole that mare. Then where is she? You'll find that mare wherever you find Julie. Oh, wait, Mrs. Ames, just what do you mean by that? Parson, she didn't want to get married. My husband forced her into it. That's not true. I didn't force her to do nothing. This is no time to rattle the family skeleton around, or I'll tell you why he did it, Parson. But right now, we've got to find Julie. But where is she? It's a place. As the nose in your face, Titus. She's taking your saddle mare and rode off. I don't believe it. Julie wouldn't do a thing like that. Then where do you think she is? Well, I can't answer that for sure, of course. But I'm saying that masked man and Indian had something to do with it. That business of riding in here and trying to scare us about engines attacking the wagon train was just a trick. Well, we know they didn't leave with her, and no one could have sneaked in and captured her without being seen. Right. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Let us try to think calmly and decide what we must do to find her. When the Lone Ranger and Toto rode out of the wagon camp, they headed west, and when they were well out of sight, the Lone Ranger drew rein. Oh, sir. Oh, 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 Easy. Oh, uh, Look, Toto, see that rider? Yes, can you see him? That, that girl we see with wagon train. That's right. Her girl who get married. Yes, but when we rode in, I could see she'd been crying. I remember now she wasn't among the others when we left. All right, plenty past. Like she afraid of something. I don't know what this is about, but I'm going to stop her. She might be captured by Indians at any moment. Not right. Or see us, Kimasabi. I look back. Then let's go. Come on, Philly! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Get up! Get up there! Run, Nellie! They're after us! Get up! Get up there! Julie Ames saw the Lone Ranger and Toto heal their mounts in pursuit, and she urged her mare to greater speed, but it was of little avail. As she looked back, she could see the great white stallion and scout gaining on her rapidly, but was so occupied with her pursuers, she failed to see the deadly danger even closer. But it did not escape the masked man. Hello! See those Indians? Ah, you see him? A girl not see him. She's riding right towards him. We've got to stop her. Come on, Philip. They must count. They're going to capture. Open fire on them, Toto. The small group of Indians had been so preoccupied with the anticipation of capturing the girl that they had not seen the approach of the Lone Ranger and Toto. And the first volley of lead that whistled among them caused surprise and consternation. After a few scattered shots, they turned and fled. Almost as the Lone Ranger raced up beside the hard-running mare and reached out to grasp the reins. Ho, ho, back easy, Leave Teddy. me alone. Let me go. Oh, we want to help you, miss. Don't be afraid. But, but you're mad. Oh, you're an outlaw. I'm no outlaw, believe me. Now tell me, why did you leave camp? You heard me warn those people of a possible Indian attack. Because I... I didn't believe you. Neither did they. But I think you know now I wasn't lying. Lucky Toto and I saw you. Yes. Yes, I know that now. You told the truth. But you haven't told me why you left camp. And I won't. Very well. Then I'll take you back there. No. No, I won't go back. I refuse to. But you must go back. You realize the danger you're in? Take me with you. But I won't go back there. Tell me why you left. Well, will you promise to take me with you if I do? No, I won't promise. I'll decide after I hear your reasons for leaving. Very well. I'll tell you. Julie Ames told how she had been in love with a young man named Ross Davis. And how her father had forbidden her to marry him because he was penniless. Ross, she said, had left their hometown in the east to make his fortune, promising to return when he had done so. And that was more than two years ago. Since then, I've heard nothing from him. So your father persuaded you to accept the wagon master's proposal? Yes. Butch Wagner is a good man, but I don't love him. I agreed to marry him because he promised to pay off Dad's debt. But but at the last minute, I I just couldn't do it. Kimosabe. Look to far hills yonder. Horsemen? Yes, they're Indians. They're riding to attack the wagon train. Oh, my poor mother and the others. They'll be killed. Are there any men back there who fought Indians before? Only Butch Wagner. All the rest are from the east. Kimasabi. You won't have time to ride to Fort Laramie. Not right. Laramie, too far now. There's a mining camp 15 miles southwest of here. Ride there at once for help. I'll return with this girl to the wagons. Oh, they go. Get him up, Scout! But I, I don't want to go back there. They'll make me marry Butch Wagner. Not if you flatly refuse. Anyway, we have to warn them. Now come. I, I'll go. Get up there. Come on, Meanwhile, in the wagon camp, the wagons had been searched again, and Julie was not found. Butch Wagner quickly organized a party to follow the trail of the horse she had ridden. They've got to find my Julie. 
My little girl, well, she's gone. Molly, bear up. Fortune, the boys will find her. Miss Dane. Yes, boys? I'm taking about six men with me. I can't take any more on account of that smoke signal yonder in the hills. Smoke signal? It may mean Indians. Of course it means Indians. The masked man told you they might attack us. And my poor Julie... Hey, 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 What's going on? What's the trouble, man? It's Indians. They're riding in on us. Look, Butch. They've come in behind us from the east. Yeah, I see them. You men get the wagons together. And Molly, yes. you get the women and children together. Keep them inside the circle of wagons. Parson, take charge while I'm going. Gone? Where are you going? I'm going out alone after Julie. Be careful before you get out of the camp. Well, maybe not. At any rate, I'm responsible for what happened to Julie. I'm going to find her. Go there, easy. If I don't find her alive, I won't be back. They've opened fire. Titus. Molly, help me. Butch, you've been hit. Grab him, Titus. He's falling from the saddle. I've got him. Help me, Parson. Help me. What happened? What's the matter? Butch. An engine bullet got him. Help me lay him down. Easy now, easy. Speak to me, Butch. Parson, go find Julie. Here. He's gone. Dead? Yes, Molly, he's dead. The Lord give us... Lord, take us away. Amen. The body of Butch Wagner, the wagon boss, was quickly but tenderly removed to his own wagon, and Molly, Titus, and the parson turned toward their duties. But as they did, they heard... Molly, it's Julie. And she's with that masked man. Thank goodness Julie's alive. Let oh. me talk to her first, Molly. I'll break the news about what happened. I it. wish you would, Parson. Oh, but my girl's safe thanks to that masked man. Oh, 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 oh. oh there, Don't cry so. What have I done? What have I done? It isn't your fault, Julie. Which wouldn't blame you. He died among friends, Julie. No engine laid a hand on him. When we discovered you'd gone, Butch realized he made a mistake. He told me so himself. I didn't want to hurt him, Mom. Really, I didn't. But I, I couldn't have married him. I, I just had to run away. There, there. Now, don't cry. Oh, here comes the mask again. My friend, I'm glad you've taken charge in this hour of need. I was needed for comfort here. I understand, Parson. That's as I wanted it. Now I have need for you elsewhere. Just tell me what to do. I want you to take charge of the men guarding the west flank. Keep it open. Open? How do you mean? If help arrives, it will come from that direction. Fight the Indians on that side while we hold up our fire elsewhere. That may fool them into thinking we've moved our forces. Yes, I see now. Then they'll swing around out of our range and attack on the sides you're holding. Right. But put the plan into operation only if you see help coming. Pardon me, mister, but where in tarnation do you expect help to come from? Certainly not from Fort Laramie. I sent Tonto to a small mining camp southwest of here. If he got through, he'll bring help. You mean that engine who was with you? Yes. I wouldn't trust any engine after what's happened here today. You'll learn there's a difference in Indians among all men. Come, Parson, let's get to our post.
hours slipped by, and gradually the Indians seemed to be tightening the circle of death about the barricaded wagons, and the sun was just beginning to sink over the towering hills to the west. Well, Parson, I guess that Indian Tonto didn't get through. Looks that way, Pete. The masked man says we can expect a big attack just before sunrise. Yeah, that's what he told us all a while ago. Look at them. They're beginning to crowd us on this side of the barricade. Yes, they sure are. Here comes the masked man now. Oh, Parson, Parson. Yes, my friend? Help is on the way. From a seat in one of the wagons, I've been watching through binoculars. There's a party of men riding in. I open fire and keep it up. That'll throw the Indians away from this side. Open fire, men! Open fire! Keep it up! Look at them run. They're turning to the other flanks. The men guarding there know what to do. They'll hold their fire until the Indians ride into their trap. Yes, see help coming. Look at them ride. Yes, here they come. Yes, and the Indians see them too. They realize they were tricked. It's too late for them to do much about it now. Those men coming in are shooting plenty. Listen to them. What's going on, Master? Look for yourself, Molly. It's your Indian friend. He brought help. I oh. told you, what if he got through? Look at them Indians scatter. They know where they're living. We'll have no more trouble with them. What's the matter, Molly? That man getting off his horse, the one next to Tonto. It's Ross Davis. Ross Davis? Do my eyes deceive me? No, Parson, I don't think so. Ross! Oh, Ross! Julie! Ah, Julie! Mister, did you know he was at that mining camp when you sent the Indian for help? Yes, Molly, I knew he was there. I've known him since he came west. Then why didn't you tell my daughter you knew him and knew where he was? Because I wasn't sure he would live to get here. Had he been killed by the Indians, Julie would never have known what happened to him. You see, Molly, it would have been better that way. The shock might have killed Julie. Yes, yes, I see how it is now. The masked man was wise not to build up our hopes until he was sure Ross could get here. Here they come. I must speak to the masked man. She wants to tell you something, mister. What is it, Julie? Ross has told me everything, mister. I want to apologize for the way I talked, for refusing to do as you said. I understand, Julie. So did Tonto when he heard your story. That's why he didn't ride to Fort Laramie for help. We both knew we could depend on Ross Davis and his miners instead. His miners? Uh, yes, Mr. Ames. Ross Davis struck silver about three months ago. These men worked for him. Oh. Well, all I got to say is we're all mighty glad to see him again. Aren't we, Titus? Huh? Oh, well, you bet we are, Molly. I always knew that Ross Davis had the makings of a man. It took you a long time to come to that conclusion, Mr. Ames. But I believe you mean it now. I know he does, Ross. Come, Toto. Our work here is done. Uh, Why, you're going to leave us? You don't need us, Parson. I'm sure the Indians won't attack again. Ross and his men will see you safely to Fort Laramie. Adios. Adios, masked man. Oh, Ross, I'm so happy. So am I, Julie. But we can thank the masked man for everything. Ross, I know I've heard about him somewhere, but I just can't recollect where or how. Now that you're in the West, you'll hear of him often, Parson. Who is he? Tell him, Julie. Why, he's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank you.